1: The numbers told the story;
3: they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander live from Media Row at Super Bowl Fifty-Eight on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Our number two of a numbers game here at VSN, the Sports Betting Network, VSN the VSN App, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, Radio, YouTube TV, live from Media Row. Decent super week. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. and It's a, jam-packed. And a cast of characters. <laughs> By the way, there's so much love for the couch on Twitter. People are just digging it. First of all, Bobby Knuckles says, I'm surprised Matt Brown didn't cross his legs earlier just to show off the kicks. <laughs> <laughs> no no truer words have been spoken. that right there. Uh, again, the Flacco Parade. Uh, here's another 100 to 1 from Johnny Vegas showing us. Uh, Good friend Shillionaire, G- Gil, I got flack on 100 to 1. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Also, always great when the old band gets back together. Thank you. We enjoy it very much. Uh, Jason h 11 Gilly. of course, Matt's favorite prop is a kicking prop. Kickers always stick together.
2: <laughs> we,
4: we, we, we are a
5: special breed. Yes, yeah, pretty We good. are a special breed. <laughs> yeah.
4: And Jamie Riccio says, you guys need to totally keep those couches and do the show every day on said couches. Absolutely amazing and awesome. Most comfortable-looking set ever. My boy Kelly is literally sinking in. Absolutely love it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Also sinking in the couch right at this moment is one of our uh, old friends who uh, used to do Friday regulars. He, He won a contest at the Westgate, he won nearly a million dollars. And then the next year, and by the way, two years after that, he finished in third. I think three year, and then the next year he finished 26th. The one year that I'm skipping is the year that he did a numbers game every Friday morning. And I think he viewed it as a jinx. I do. It's <laughs> your James, fault. James Salinas, everybody. <laughs>
6: How you doing, man? Very good. Thank you for the invite. Matt, Kelly, thank you for making yeah, this happen. Man. This is a lot of fun here. This is uh, quite the spectacle. Just like Super Bowl, kind of expected this, right? Yeah. But you do a lap around here. You're it's a step in and just see everything all the and it's early
4: it's early yes wait a
6: little few hours
4: from absolutely now. yeah um, okay so do you have strong conviction
6: about this game I, I do I I've, so I'm on Kansas City I have uh, I've, I've got a small position with uh, a small future with the matchup the exacto when it's for San Francisco to beat Kansas City Me too. but as far as what I have invested ah, of what I stand to lose I would lose more with Kansas City losing in San Francisco winning. Okay. So a little biased that way. Um, but I. But the reason why I put the position on Kansas City the way that I did, it, well, a, a number of things. We're not even going to talk about the quarterbacks right now, and we, we won't beat that to death as far as Mahomes. And I, I can't bet against Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to do that. But there's have, so, you heard,
4: have you heard anyone uh, say that? Wait, one better than the other? For way. about <laughs>
6: ten days now, yes. Uh, but there's so many other factors when I look at this game. And, and you think about it, it's so hard to repeat as champion in the NFL. And the Super Bowl hangover. Now this is the fourth time in five years that we're going to see Kansas City back in the Super Bowl. Uh, so that is experience factor. But I think there's a lot that's tied into the regular season that folks are holding on to with Kansas City to say, oh this they throughout the throughout the regular season and then into the playoffs. And I think when you think about the the championship that all the things that come with it in the off season and the distractions and then getting into the season and now it's a longer season with 17 games you know, you're going to take everybody's best shot. Everybody is ready to play you when they see Kansas City on that schedule. They're giving their max effort when they play them, and Kansas City is not going to be, throughout a 17-week season, be able to match that type of focus and intensity until you get to the playoffs, and they're the type of team, and we've seen it, and that's why they're here again, is that when that switch comes, they know how to flip that switch to championship level, and we've seen that through the playoffs this far.
4: Okay, I've asked this question of others who said Kansas City. If I told you, though, that one of these two teams beat the other by double digits what happened
6: who won i would say that for sam if san francisco wins by double digits i think their path we know it's mccaffrey we're not going to beat that one down either but i think it's they have to they got to keep pretty upright he's got to be clean you cannot let him start to take have have to make big plays under pressure we haven't seen him to do that before it's a young quarterback right mr irrelevant here biggest stage he's ever had to be on uh, if they give a clean pocket for him and they're able to run their offense, San Francisco is the way that they want to. I mean, he's able to stand upright, doesn't get rattled, doesn't get hit. And I think that's a big key here getting hit. Um, I think that's where the path to victory is, not just but, laying but on Who's the more likely to win by Oh, it's Kansas City. I'm going oh, really? okay. to bet some alternate lines. I'm going to bet some alternate lines. City. Way. like yeah. it.
7: Like it. Wow. Wow. So, do what? you guys think, yeah, you guys think if, you, if they're able to generate pressure, do you think of that's really coming from the front, or is it going to be more of the coverage?
6: Yeah, spags. That, yeah, It's, okay. it's going to be all those different, all those different pressure fronts and different looks to confuse. I mean, a, a very in it. Let's just call it. He's a second-year player, Mister Irrelevance. It. How much has he really seen? You can prep for all the different things throughout these next two, or, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl for two weeks, but once that ball kicks. And the lights are on, and those pressures come where are they come. And I love what we've seen out of Kansas City and Spagnolo. I mean, Spagnolo was, he was, Spags was the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they upset. He's
4: already won three Super Bowls Absolutely, and, and
6: yep. that was back when they beat the Patriots for the undefeated That's season. Right. And they were the, one of the most prolific offenses we've ever seen back in the day, back at that time. Completely shut them down.
4: Got him a head coaching job that didn't work out, but then he's got the two with the well, Chiefs. And,
6: and sometimes the head coaching job isn't, yeah. it's not about X's and O's, right? Totally You're dealing different. with all the things that are off the field. Everything bubbles up to you as the leader, and you got a lot of different things that you got to deal with, with personnel, conflicts, you name different it. Different skill set. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, here's here's
4: another thing again. Two weeks, you, sh- you say sort of everything. But one of the other things that I've been saying is, and I'm curious if you agree or disagree with this, you always want to score first in any athletic event, um, certainly in game sevens of, of, of playoff hockey games, scoring first is a big deal. Does this game feel more exaggerated than others in that department? Like given what we've seen about the Niners, yeah, they were able to come back miraculously against both the Packers and the Lions. Uh, and then even the opposite, if the, if the Chiefs were to fall behind, you don't necessarily, I, given all you've said about the Niners, you don't want to match how to out, you don't want to have to outmatch that Niners offense either if you fall behind
6: i would say if if it's san francisco that falls behind that's where the where does the doubt when does the doubt start to creep in what does it creep in for shanahan he's been here before too not only as a head coach but as the oc and one of the biggest blunders and and choke jobs we've seen when he was the oc with the Atlanta falcons back in what five six years ago mm-hmm. um but i think i think for kansas city they're battle tested they're mentally tough so if they fall behind it's not panic time Kansas City I don't see them as being a team that's going to panic if they fall behind seven ten points San Francisco on the other hand we saw it last week with or two weeks ago with Baltimore all the the narrative after the the Ravens game and the AFC championship was why did they get away from the running game? They never got into it. Well, they fell behind. Kansas City scored right off the bat and set a tone for that game. Like, this is what championship-caliber football looks like. This I is- don't think they'll panic. Let me just be clear about that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, suggest but that. Here, but, yeah. it, but I think it's doubt that starts to creep in. We saw that, and everybody said, well, why did they get away? It, was, it wasn't the game plan that you expected from Baltimore. But it, I don't think they expected to fall behind quickly and early like they did. I mean, it was 17-7 at the half. And I know, granted, Casey didn't score again in the second half, but Baltimore didn't put much up either. And that's where the doubt came. And now you start to question yourself as the, as the team, as the coordinators. Well, what are we going to run? I thought this was going to be the game plan. We have to deviate from that. Will they stick to the game plan? Will San Francisco stick to the game plan if they fall behind 7 or 10 points? I have more trust in Kansas City. With less panic than I would have suggested, I, I will give
4: it to you. You are steadfast. Yep. All about all about the Chiefs. All right. Let me phrase it this way: If the
6: if the Niners do win, what happened? Uh, I, I say it again. I think it's they kept pretty upright. They kept him upright. That's they kept him upright. They kept the game plan simple kept it easy for him. They didn't they they were able to match the pressures. They were able to keep those looks from those different fronts that we're going to see and keep him from getting rattled and getting hit. And I think the more if he is he if he's getting tagged, especially early in that game, I think he's going to get rattled and that's what i'm betting against i'm betting against yeah. the fact that he hasn't been there and spags is going to be that guy they're going to be very aggressive the one thing i love about kansas city is they tackle really well and it's not just a we're going to get pressure with four i mean they're going to br- they'll bring multiple corners they'll bring their secondary in after after the QB, and they'll put some hats on him. And I think we saw that with Lamar Jackson. Now he was very elusive and got out of some sacks, but he was under constant pressure in that game. And I definitely think that Baltimore front, their offensive line is far better, minus Trent Williams, far better, especially on the interior. I think there's some big matchup. Uh, Chris Jones should have a big day. I think he's going to get double team, which is going to open things up for other guys on the blitz for Kansas City's defense.
4: As someone who who thinks the Niners are going to prevail, I, I, it, when, if I'm asked that question about, okay, what happens if the Chiefs win, what happens if there's so many things, obviously the homes will be front and center. But one of the things that I think when we're here Monday morning, not here, but back at the D, um, is Kelly and I are like, we, we can't bring the couches to the D. <laughs> we, uh, we, I think part of the, the discussion, like I think it's a high likelihood that part of the, the autopsy, the, the postscript of that game will be, and then Mike Shanahan did this. And it's going to be some kind of blunder, decision-wise. Some kind, whether it's a you know they punted when they shouldn't have, they had some kind of you know other kind of brain fart, if you will, from a, just a a not an X's and O's standpoint, but just a game management standpoint. And that is, like I, that's in my head. As much as there, as much as I have a Purdy could also lay an egg thing in my head. I have that. I think even just as strong.
6: Well, and with the coaching matchups, the other side, right? What, you're you're talking about, Andy Reid versus Wilkes? What have we seen from Wilkes? We really don't know. We're going to find out, but he's in, he's the new coordinator for them this year. So, getting to know your personnel, those things take time. We haven't seen it perform very well the latter part of the season and into the playoffs. And on the other side, with Andy Reid being able to adjust in game. I'll put my money on Andy Reid in game. Same thing with Spags in game. When it comes to being able to make adjustments. Yeah, I'm,
5: I know you've asked me the same deal. It's just I, I, I look at it from a from a standpoint of it, it, the Chiefs can't can't keep up. Would be would, would just would be the thing for me. It's like as to what went wrong. You look and outside of that three game stretch for the Niners, and again I'm on the Chiefs. But outside of that three game stretch where they were injured and you know people were in and out of the lineup. 30, 30, 30, 35, 42, 34, 27, 31, 42, 28, 45, 27. They, and then the playoffs, 24, 34 points. Like, I mean, they score every single game. Like, I, I, mean, you know, like, I love your internal conflict they, on this. They season. score every <laughs> single game, right? Like, 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 it's not like, – they score every single game. Wait, who so. are you betting on again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Uh, James, yeah, always man. great to see you. The great James Salinas. Episode. Yeah! Looking suave bola. It is nice as well. Yeah. I knew I was going to relax. Stick the shoes up.
5: we making everyone do the shoes. a good look yeah. Yeah. at the shoes. The man's got <laughs> knee problems.
4: You almost killed Thank you, James. Great to see you, Absolutely. Good read. to see you guys. Uh, we're coming back. Rufus Peabody joins us next. And Aaron Shots on the way. Numbers Game at Beeson Live
0: from Media If you dare,
2: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite
4: with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. hmm You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks Garotay. And for a limited time, when you go to Omaha uh, omahasteaks.com slash vcin, that's omahasteaks.com slash vcin, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase. May apply. I say it every time,
5: Gil. Yes, sir. If you're going to chill chicken, you got to do it with air. <laughs> yeah, it's the only <laughs> way to chill chicken. It? It's air, yeah. air chilled. This is way, you got to do it. You have your stamp it. of approval yeah, on it. There it is. Uh, that is the voice of Matt Brown. It's just hanging
4: with us for two hours here. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network, live from Media Row. It's Veasan Super Week. We're at Mandalay Bay. A who's who, and ladies and gentlemen, for the 47th time on the show or in the podcast <laughs> this week, it's Rufus Peabody. Hey, how you doing? I feel like I'm living with you, Gil. I know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Messy divorce coming. We, we missed you at uh, dinner last night. Sorry you couldn't make How it. How was it? It was Intimate. ridiculous.
9: <laughs> That's
4: Ridiculously awesome. good.
9: Yeah. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be relieved to hear I got punter props done, finally. You got punter props? Yeah. Okay, so, so let's Thanks. just go through over, this. Over 36.5 yards for the shortest punt by... Mitch Wichnowski, whatever his name is. You're
4: going over? No,
9: I don't have actually oh, any. Oh. The funny thing is I didn't actually find really any edges, but oh, okay, still so had to be done.
4: Let's go through this. So you were on a numbers game Monday. You were all relaxed. You're like, yeah, I got 50,000 out of a 2 million that's going in on this. I'm cool. No problem. Wednesday, you do the Megapod. Uh, you are, you're in the Rufus argue for the sake of arguing mode on check marks <laughs> on field goals. And you're still kind of chill about your stuff. And yesterday you finally admitted like it's starting to get to you now.
9: Well, it's just that there's only so much time I have left, Gil, yes. before the game and and before we start firing. Like, Zach and Train, um, my brother, they're all in town now. We're going to start firing stuff early morning tomorrow. And so I have to have everything ready. Can you just take us through the mechanics of the firing? So you are on your, you're like, you know what you are? Let's go to Die Hard. You're the guy on oh, the computer, nice. right? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But like, Tomorrow, Zach and I are going to drive to Arizona, and we're trying to debate if we want to actually go to Bullhead City or drive across to the last truck stop. Uh, do you, you know co- do you, you've come do the come one to the I'm right. talking about? You've come to the right people. Yeah, like,
7: Why did I build my food truck stop forever <laughs>
4: ago, that's man? Right. Come on! So I, I think you just go to Hoover Dam and that little thing yeah. right across.
9: You know, Dam. that's unreliable. Oh, really? In terms really? of you have to oh, ping really? the cell phone center in Arizona, oh. the cell phone tower. It's, it's always uh, It is. Tr- and so you, you, you have to go, like, down. 20 miles into Arizona okay. to do it reliably. Wow. Okay. And in comfort. Sitting, and, sitting and in a parking lot outside in, a truck stop. And in comfort. But it's a nice truck stop. Okay. So whatever,
4: you're... Just for those who might want to know, you are the one who is obviously calculating the edges. And then... Typically, how does it go from there?
9: So first off, we need to make a big list. Like we're gonna have to run through all these props and basically have an idea what we wanna look for. Right. So we'll go there do that because we're just not gonna have time on Sunday to do that. And Sunday we're gonna have like trains gonna be covering probably like South Point and stations, casinos. Um, I think my brother's gonna be Strip. I'm gonna be downtown and kind of coordinating on apps what we, what we hit and then Zach, kind of more of the same. So,
7: oh. so each of you is in each one of those places with no, whatever number of props circled that you're already looking at ahead of
9: time. Yes, and we're waiting. There's a lot of props where we're really going to be waiting for, for prices to get better. Okay. I mean, for example... Um, Unders, you're looking... Yeah, like yeah, Mahomes yes, under yes. touchdown yeah. passes. Mahomes under... Completions. We we should say. McCaffrey, no touchdown. From a macro perspective, the reason you've
4: waited is because generally we're talking about unders here.
9: Yes. I, I will say, you know, we definitely missed out on EV by not trying to hit openers, but at this point, I just don't have that grind in me like I used to. Okay, so if I tell you someone messed up of your partners, who's the most likely to mess something up? Is it your brother? Oh, that's an off- I'm going to go with Train. Train, Train? I'm going to go with Train. Go train. He's Don't a worry, different Revers person. Nobody's listening. I it's saw, just us. I know. I saw him yesterday, and he, <laughs> yeah. he was talking about, uh, like, cold plunges and not eating seed oils and grounding. I was like, okay. who is this person, and what do they do with Train? Buddy, we got to make some bets here in the next couple of days. Yeah. Who are you? Like, right. you, okay, ground yourself. So it's Train. Now let's get the spreadsheet out. All right, Train. Get with it.
4: Um... I don't want I don't want to go back to some stuff we've talked about. People want to listen to the MegaPod, the beating the book MegaPod. Rufus has some props that he discussed in there. Is there anything from
9: yesterday from your work that made you miss dinner that you're willing to share? Um I mean no no, no props specifically, but I mean a lot of it's like the okay, one interesting thing is that there's fewer touchbacks on punts in domes, indoor stadiums on punts. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, there's there's a prop, will punter X have a touchback? And so you have to figure out the weather effects. In this case, the weather is 72 degrees, no wind, grass field, indoors.
7: Is there a, do we think there's a reason behind that? Because the punters are trying to aim and angle it more, you know, out of bounds? Whereas if you're outdoors, maybe you're just saying, ah, I'll just kick it to the end so not even trying to mess with that with the weather.
9: Well, I think a touchback is almost always a mistake. Unless okay. it's like a freaking 70-yard punt, right? Right. And so I think there's less precision when there's weather. Yeah,
5: you're just able to control right. it a little bit. Right. More. Us yeah. kickers, yeah. you know? Yeah, like you, you I can control it, it better <laughs> in, a, in an environment where you know that there's no wind, no whatever, like you're, you're better at that.
9: Yeah, I think the surface thing plays a role too. I mean, you'd think that like with turf, well with the old turf, you know, it could bounce every which way. Right. I feel like it's almost gonna be more unpredictable on turf than grass, but. Okay, so you'll, you'll or it's be... more bouncy. What I'm you're sure. saying Congrats. without saying is you'll be betting some of those props? Potentially. Potentially. Depending on where the lines <laughs> go. <laughs> can't, can't I, I, I mean, I, don't, I yeah. don't actually even know. Okay. Do, I just wrote you, down my prices. I haven't actually compared to the market prices. Are you...
4: Con- okay, so then you wouldn't know. Are you confident that it will be, if you're doing things
9: right, two million will be in play? Yeah, I think even if we don't have huge edges on some of the game props right. that we have in the past, there will be lots of props such as you know, McCaffrey not to score three or more touchdowns, right? Where I'm just laying a big price. There's a lot of value there. I mean, it might be like a 3% edge, but you can get a lot down on that. I mean, 3%, you, you can't have a really, really big edge when you're laying minus 800 on something. That's right. It's just, I mean, yeah. even if I told, you know, if, if I told you it was a sure thing, 100% guaranteed, like literally, Edges capped it, it a little over ten percent. There, talking to Rufus Peabody from Unabated, one of the co-founders of Unabated,
4: half the Massey Peabody crew, and of course, uh, half the uh, Bet the Process podcast with his buddy Jeff Ma. Um, okay, so we'll. What do you anticipate betting all the way till kickoff? Oh yeah, right to the moment. Of the, of
9: the yeah, game. and then we spend the first half of the game logging logging plays. Yeah, so like, is your is your entire life like? Do you
4: remember first halves of Super Bowls at all?
9: What's, no, what not Super really. Bowls,
4: what, when was the last I, time I, you were able to kind of chill a little and watch, knowing, okay, we're going to win, so this is actually a, a relatively pleasant experience, I'm watching
9: a football game for the title? I don't think that's ever happened. Never. But I think this year I'm going to be less stressed about it. Just because it, it's it's less of our volume, relatively speaking, and that's kind of, that's been a trend that, that has, I guess, That's been a trend a lot as as time has gone on for me in my career. Just because we're betting more on other things. And I'm just saying from a
4: human's perspective, from a human's perspective, that's just not something you miss. You're just not, you're not wired that way. You don't miss like when someone, if we wax about, oh, remember the 93 Super Bowl between the so-and-so and so, Like that's not something you miss in your life. You just don't care. You're just a guy who wants to, exploit the edges here in this and you don't miss that
9: human element of of society of people reminiscing about Super Bowls, let's say. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it's amazing. Just for me, <laughs> watching the Super Bowl just isn't that much fun because I'm rooting against, like, everything. And I can have something that happens that I think is good that actually ends up being bad or, like, it's good for one prop and bad for another. Right. It's, it's just hard to know what to root for, to be honest. Yeah, so no, it's almost it. easier if you're, like, not paying that much attention. I totally get it. Are you in-game propping at all? No. No? No. None of that. Sometimes, sometimes I'll second half bet. But as we Is straight,
7: there value to in-game, in-game propping, have you, in your opinion?
9: You know, I'm sure there is. Okay. Like, I think it's really, really hard for, for models and people to price that stuff well. So I think anytime you're up against a model rather than a market and you can fi- try to find an exception to the rule, that's really, you know, I think that's the way to do it. That, that
4: just has to be a life balance decision, right? Like, if you started right, doing yeah. that, God help you.
9: Yeah, like we don't it's do big any big live watch. betting just because yeah. it's labor intensive. It's, you know, we have lives sort of sort allegedly. Of. <laughs> now, after so after the Super Bowl, what do you
4: end up? You oh you're doing college basketball anyway, so it's not like you're stopping and doing stuff.
9: No, we, we still have a yeah. lot going on. We have we have three golf tournaments we're betting this week. There's the live golf tournament in town here, which I kind of wanted to check out. Kevin um, Nah. Kevin Nah. He's
5: <laughs> a Vegas guy. We had, no, Vegas. Well, we had a. <laughs> We we had a theory about Kevin Nah that like maybe he would win because he's not getting invited to any of the parties and like stuff like he's not cool and enough stuff. and like <laughs> the, so like he'll be the only sober one and like well rested one. Everyone else will be like tired because they have been cool yeah, yeah, like he's not getting the invites that like Brooks Koepka is getting and stuff. Dude, I mean Kevin
9: like he lives in Vegas. He knows the scene. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like right?
5: it's just kind of like yeah you, you know oh, you're, yeah totally like, not. he's not yeah it's 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 like let's bring in DJ and all these you know cool guys. Kevin Na's like yeah he didn't. Yeah, has
7: gotta have DJ <laughs> up for Events <laughs> right. The next two days. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All
4: right, so you feeling good about this? You, as I'm sure you do before every Super Bowl, you have the
9: the best optimism involved. You feel you feel like this will be a winner. I, gotta I gotta got to manifest it. I got to ground myself and manifest it. You believe in that kind of stuff? Well, I believe. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for, not
4: for these minute. purposes. What happened, to, what happened to Zen Rufus that we g- have come to know?
9: I mean, I just don't <laughs> think too grounding too myself, I, I don't think I can manifest <laughs> Travis Kelsey, <laughs> you know, not proposing to Taylor Swift or that. whatever. The, his prop uh, is Models
4: that. overruled
9: his <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
4: Thank you, man. Good to That's see awesome. you. Likewise. Enjoy. Take laps. I know you want to meet some people. We're coming back. Aaron Schatz. He did not vote Lamar first. He's the only one. VEASAN Super Bowl Betting Guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This year's guide features in-depth team breakdown, Steve Mackinan's Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VEASAN hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the game to get the guide and all that VEASAN has to offer. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com pro. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Meteor Row. We get tweets of beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Chris Hartman. Gil. Isn't Rodgers the odds on favor for comeback player of the year next year? He fits the playing for the Jets narrative. I think he kind of is.
7: Yeah, probably.
4: Yeah. If, by the way. Wait, wait what we, is he
7: open? What is he open?
4: Oh, he's the short shot for sure. By the way, Dr. Uh, David Chow was walking by and he wanted to get on the show. And I wanted, the first thing I was going to say to him was, hey, you think uh, Rodgers come back from the Achilles if the Jets sneak in? <laughs> I thought that was inappropriate of me. Uh, Wilmo underscore bets. why can't the MVP vote be submitted digitally from a cell phone, give the voters five minutes after the game ends to submit their vote. This three-quarter award is terrible. Yeah, it is kind of sucky. Uh, and Wadzilla, thank you for the great intel as always. Woke up to this nice surprise. He has Flacco. He had 25 to 1, but still. Will help with the cost of therapy after finding out I share the same birthday as Toddy and Rufus. I hear you, man. That just means you're super-duper smart. Good for you. Uh, Aaron shot still to come on the show, but we are graced. With the presence oh, of, wow. oh, you don't like that
8: intro? <laughs> I appreciate it, well, very, now very you bro- kind. Now you broke the Sorry, ball. hello.
4: Stormy Bonatoni, everybody, hey. from the Lombardi line. How are you?
8: I'm great. I appreciate you guys letting me step on. I didn't realize that you would come off of your perch and come down to the couch area.
4: It feels a little throny, doesn't it? Like it's like the Colin Coward thing where like he's looking down from the
5: mountaintop oh, when he's yeah. talking. I
8: could see that. I could see that. This is definitely more comfortable, though. Sprawl out a little bit. Lay this back. Not, don't
5: this not don't, be don't our get set? any ideas. All right? <laughs> all
8: right. Jeez, Louis. This is this, <laughs> is this
5: show's thing. All right. Sorry. This yeah. is a
8: good nap area, though, for maybe later when we're all tired oh, yeah. and after the
4: There is a, uh, this is going to be old school footage, but like Marvin, you know what's going on, Marvin Gaye? There's there's (laughs) video footage of him lying on a couch like this, singing what's going on in perfect pitch. I think we should do that at the end, like just perfect. Are you a singer? No ma'am, I am not.
8: I mean, you do have like a really nice obviously a nice radio voice, Thank so I you. could see that. But this is I don't sound like this at
4: all. I this is just my radio voice. He, he I don't sound like sing
7: this really. He he did sing, cuz Gil always makes music references. I don't get it all and I'm like I need you to sing like the first like the chorus.
4: Oh, all the Usher songs yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Do like, you have ooh. any are you an Usher fan by any chance? I mean, to an extent. He's
8: got a lot of bangers obviously. So bangers. I know the I know the hits.
4: Uh, do you have a sense of what the first song is? Because we have we have sort of decided that my way is going to be the, the
8: well. That's way. what he opens his set in town with, Correct. right? Yes. So I think that would make sense. I personally would have liked the OMG opening. Like I thought oh, that's what it was going to be. I think that would have sounded nice. Think, nope, the one and done. We're <laughs> cut off.
4: That's we're
7: cut it. off. See, I know
8: what she's talking about. It. <laughs> now See? I, know, I Thank you. It. That's all that matters.
4: Okay, the real reason we have you on is because aren't you like super duper Niners fan? Yes. Did you grow up in the Bay?
8: No, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, so obviously oh, we didn't have a team, Right. and my dad was a huge Joe Montana everything, so I'm another one of those people that loves Notre Dame football and that loves the 49ers. Yeah, so. Let me ask you a
4: question. Has your dad ever caught a pass from Joe Montana or taken a picture
8: with Joe Montana? Pictures, yes. Oh, because
4: we did that yesterday.
8: Oh, really? So I, <laughs> funny, maybe not that funny of a story, but we were doing Lombardi line <laughs> here a good, on the good desk. way to preface it. He was over, Montana was over there with Gojo and Golick on that set, and the Number of times I made very uncomfortable eye contact with this man <laughs> because I love him. You know, he's he's been an idol even though I didn't get to watch him play. I've seen so many NFL films and highlights, and we have like signed jerseys and stuff. And he's just like somebody that's huge in my life and my family's oh, life. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't looking away either. Every time it happened, I was like, I'm holding on to this.
5: Did <laughs> you call so. it Mr. Montana when you talked to him? I'm um,
8: Montana sir, Montana sir. Really, Mr. 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 Cool. Mr.
5: Montana. <laughs>
4: Mr. Cool. <laughs> he uh, the Niners fans that were there yesterday were ju- they almost were like falling to the floor i'm like sure it's that kind of reaction well
8: and then like michael obviously lombardi is so cool and knows him and stuff. He's like, he's like oh, yeah, I got to make sure I go say hi. Like, oh, so
4: cool. go, say, go say hi. <laughs> Smoking Joe Montana over here. So are you all in? Have you made bets on the Niners? Are you backing up your love with money? So
8: I, over like the last handful of years, just do one of those preseason bets on my team so that you have one in case they get there and you can feel good about it. So I have it from that standpoint, a little five-to-one future action nice. on the 49ers. What's wrong with that? And then I did that same game teaser situation here yeah where you bring the Chiefs up and under 54 and a half. So I did a seven point, but um, just a number I felt more comfortable with and feels like a little bit of a hedge.
4: Do you truly believe in your, like, let's just, okay, take off your fan hat, take off the bet that you have. Like, do you believe they're actually going to do this? Where do you really believe?
8: I certainly think that they could. Like I view this as more of a coin flip game than the two point spread would indicate, right? Like I think that it could really be anybody's game. It just depends on what you value more, whether it's the current form or the larger sample size. And I know from like with my fan hat on, I have a lot of anxiety about it because it's the Chiefs and they're playing really well right now after this felt like it was the season that they were gonna be vulnerable. Meanwhile, the 49ers had so many games that they were dominant. And if this game was played maybe five weeks ago, who knows what the spread would be. But it's different right now, and the Chiefs are on, and they have all the experience in the world in the biggest game, and that gives me some concern. But I also feel confident in, in the 49ers' offense, and so if the if the defense can play like they did before Christmas, that's what then I'm it'll saying. come together. Come on, defense. <laughs> so there's a there's a world where I think that they yeah. win, and it's and it's the best day of my life. Are we'll there, see. Are there Chiefs fans
5: walking around here that claim Joe Montana? Oh, you know,
4: so that's funny you say that because when we were with him <laughs> Great, yesterday, no. someone did say, you know, he played
5: for the Chiefs also. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I guess when you have Mahomes, yeah. you just you just claim Mahomes. But I mean, like right. you could. You could. He did well, it, for does,
8: it does have to be kind of cool for him, though, to have this be the Super Bowl again, that he gets yeah. both sides.
4: Though so I don't feel like, you know, in a world where folks are identifying, I yes. don't feel like he identifies as a chief. <laughs> but you know I, I,
8: I do mean? love, like, the story that he, that he shared about going to Kansas City, that he was like, I'm not going to stay here in San Francisco and be the backup. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And it's and weird to think that Joe Montana got forced out of, you know, had, his he situation. He had big wins
4: in Kansas City, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he just sort
5: of. You know? I'll put it, I've i not seen any Montana Chief jerseys. Right. Like, like <laughs> I do enjoy right the idea of him at a Niners party, though, or something. And it's like, he did play for the other
7: team, too. <laughs> like It is a little odd.
4: A little odd. Uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but obviously the awards were given out last mm-hmm. night, too. And we're going to talk to Aaron Schatz here momentarily, uh, who's standing on deck. He was the one guy who who didn't vote Lamar first place for MVP, um, but famously came on our show and said, when it came to comeback player of the year, he's like, hey, you know, if, if you don't have Damar Hamlin first, you probably don't have him on the ballot. And while that wasn't exactly true, the sentiment was where Damar did have the most first place but didn't win it. Mm-hmm. Um, was it your sense, like, just because I, I have not talked to you about this, uh, or anything, Stormy, but this specifically. Where it's wow. The, where it's <laughs> the, <laughs> well, no, because we, we don't, we don't we get know a that, chance to. We know to, that we're
8: huggers, though, when that, we do see each other in the that's, limited time. That's right.
4: Do you feel like it's nuts that Damar Hamlin did not win it, or do you side with the, well, no, because he didn't do it on the football field?
8: I was one of those people that, throughout the course of the season, was continuing to try to make arguments for other people because I I understood where like the Peter Kings of the world and a lot of other folks said if he takes a snap and he is out there on the football field after having died on a football field he should win the award. I understand that completely. And you think back to the Alex Smith argument when he nearly died with the crazy leg situation that he had, and but he went on to not only play a snap but to play meaningful football and meaningful games at yes. the most important position. Yes. Um, with him. When you're primarily a special teamer and you only played a handful of games and you only played a handful of snaps in those games, it's hard for me to say you should win when you see some of the other things that other people had done and I, I love that Joe Flacco won to be like that team had to use five quarterbacks and they still Amazing. made the playoff it's just remarkable Do you agree with from it? his couch so, from a couch just like this perhaps
4: <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> throwing to his brother we got a tweet which I think is an interesting take on it which is because we started the show by saying the Browns won four awards not only did they win yeah, they combat player they won defensive player of the year uh, they won coach of the year they also won assistant coach of the year. Four awards. Didn't
8: that defense win. was tremendous.
4: Does that mean they're, the like, the most underachieving team of all time, someone <sighs> said?
8: Well, I mean, look at how much people, like, thought that they were for sure going to win that opening round game in the playoffs. So put, I, I wouldn't call them the most underachieving team in the world by any means because you win coach of the year because your team overachieved given your circumstance in my brain, right? Yeah. And then assistant coach of the year, I think Jim Schwartz makes a ton of sense when you lead that defense to the heights that they did from a unit that was kind of like subpar to being the best by far. Like, there's a lot of things I think that work for that. But Flacco, I talked to Flacco last night because I for DraftKings went down and did some of the red carpet stuff, and I asked him, I was Humble like, brag. Uh, I, look I, at
5: that. I, Let me just toss in there that I went somewhere that you didn't. <laughs> and you guys didn't.
8: Okay, all right. It, She's like, wow. I
5: actually was there, and I asked, and I heard y'all were not invited.
8: No, so red car. That was my first time I've ever actually done a red carpet thing. It is very congested. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm surprised anyone even stopped for us because there's just hundreds of people in this line, and you just have to hope that someone will stop for you. But Flacco was one that did, wow. and he was just talking about kind of the whirlwind of what the last couple of months have been like. And he said, you know, that time on the couch, it was it was interesting. I ate a lot of flavored popcorn, <laughs> but you know, I'd say this red carpet and being at NFL honors. A little bit better.
4: Hey, before you go, uh, do you regret almost killing Matt Brown when you guys did that show together when he had the potato chip? Or not the potato, but the other kind of chip, the hot one?
8: That was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> what if he little had...
4: did you know you could have killed me. <laughs> What if he had died, Stormy? Listen,
8: Dead. you're not supposed to eat like five of them, and you didn't even eat a full half of the chip.
5: Oh, wow. yes, I did. I ate the whole thing. Did you eat the whole thing? Yeah, and I died. I and don't then you I just remember it was the one that turned myself. your
8: tongue blue, and I was like, this guy's dying, and his tongue's blue, and it feels so sad. I don't. You are a true though for that i
4: sense no sympathy whatsoever
8: (laughs) thank you stormy thank you Uh
4: appreciate it Aaron shots next numbers game visa these sports betting
0: at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field
3: This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VCEN, the Sports
0: Betty Network. All right, this is the offer you
4: got to know about. There has never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, because right now, we have a decent exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. This is really, really good. Earn a $500 bonus for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. I will repeat that. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Quick math, that's up to $1,250 in bonus bets. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, but you have to use the code VSIN when you sign up, VSIN when you sign up, and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet now. If we could do that, we
5: would do that in our. This is the type of stuff that I flew to. Jersey to do like in the early days of when the the sports books were like just you know getting going, the rest of the country. Yeah, this is the stuff I would literally get on an airplane to go do. I mean, Bill you can do it from your couch, right? Yeah, yeah. Bill
7: Crackenberger almost fell off this couch yesterday when he heard this promo read. I I mean, it is it's as good as it gets, it's It's as good as we've ever ever been able to offer. That's right, and
4: Crack loves himself a promo, and he knows the good ones for the bad. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, right. uh, he is joining us now at dinner with him last night while the awards were being given out, as we mentioned earlier on the show. He is from FTN. Um, FTN Sports. He is the creator of DVOA. He is our buddy Aaron Schatz, and he joins us now. How you doing, man?
3: It's been an interesting morning. Okay. Yeah. So let's just set the stage. Um,
4: <laughs> let us. Let's start with MVP, Lamar Jackson. When he won his first MVP, he was unanimous.
3: Yes. Last night, I did not have a vote then. You did not. But I would have voted him number one in 2019.
4: Yes. Okay. And so yesterday, we learned that he had 49 of the 50 first place votes, and you, sir, were the the one who did not vote him first place.
3: Yep. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) That's not what I mean. You stand by your... No, I do stand by my choice, absolutely. Which was? It was Josh Allen, which was very tough. I mean, first of all, it was tough to not pick Lamar number one. And then once I made the decision that that was the way I was going to go, it was very hard to pick between Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. And Dak was your number two? Dak was my number two.
4: Lamar, three? Yes. Okay. And you even, when we were talking about this, so this happened while we were at dinner last night, and and while you stand by the vote, and you even said, like, this is why they have me voting, like, for a different perspective, it did jar you a little bit because you never want to be the only one, right? Yes,
3: I did not do this thinking I was the only one. And in particular, when the all-pro votes came out, and five of us had not put Lamar Jackson on our first team, I thought, I'm saved. I thought when the MVP comes out, the two people who voted for Dak will vote for Dak for MVP. The two people who voted for Purdy will vote for Purdy for MVP. Maybe somebody votes for McCaffrey for MVP. I'm not the only one. We're okay. Okay. So last night when it came out, the people who put Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy as first team quarterback then did not put those players for MVP, I was very surprised. Yeah. So...
4: We lost you for about five minutes yeah. last night during dinner. We're like, hey, Aaron, Aaron's doing his own thing right now. You're still at the table, but you weren't really present because you were, you were sort of soaking this all in. And the impact, have you received backlash for this? Yes.
3: I mean, first of all, I will say there have been some positive, a lot from the analytics community, you know, really positive stuff. Uh, There's been a lot of backlash, very negative, homophobic comments, lots of really mean DMs. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've had to report a couple people. It was so bad that I felt like I needed to report them. But um, also a couple people were like, I'm from Baltimore, but I read your argument, and I understand. For those oh, that's who don't nice. know, that's at nice. ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA, which is my page, I have an article about my award winners, which refers back to a previous article about my all-pro team, which gives a very long explanation of my thought process. Uh, basically, I mean, I looked at a number of different statistics, not just my own, but SIS and PFF and ESPN's QBR and EPA, and no matter what you looked at, Prescott and Allen had better seasons than Jackson this year. Stephen A. went after you a little this Stephen morning. Stephen A. Smith went after me this morning, not knowing it was me. He didn't know who it was. Right. He said something about it must be somebody who, who wants to make sure Josh Allen will still talk to them in the locker room, which is strange because I'm not in the locker rooms. So that's not my gig. And, <laughs> right. And it's nothing about Josh Allen per se. Like I said, I, I seriously considered going with Dak Prescott as well. In the end, Dak Prescott played the easiest schedule of any quarterback this year, and that's part of why his statistics were so good, and that's why I put him second and not first. What What do you think,
4: what, when this, you know, like as the days go on and the weeks go on, this the, 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 the heat of it will blow over, what is, the, what is the thing that bothers you the most, that for the end of time, your vote will have cost him a unanimous? Yeah, that people will talk about that. Yeah, and, and do you worry that he will, Lamar himself will say
3: something to you? You know, it's funny, we talked about that last night as a possibility, and I was a little worried about it. But the fact that it hasn't happened yet, I thought if it's going to happen, he'll be at like an after party after the honors and he'll tweet or something. Yeah. Since it hasn't happened yet, I don't think that will happen. And, you know, if the time comes that I sit and meet Lamar Jackson, I will explain to him, you know, I will happily explain to him my vote and that I had him third. And third. the third best quarterback in the NFL is not a bad place to be. Right. So it's so when I say, Belichick is still on my Mount Rushmore, I just
4: don't have him number one. I get the same sort of thing where I'm like, it doesn't mean I think he's mid middle of the road. Right.
3: I, I mean, yeah. I will say, look, w- the one thing that hurts are the accusations of racism. Have which, you gotten those? Which I have, and I could have avoided that by putting Dak Prescott number one. Theoretic. Theoretically, but, I would think Dak Prescott, number one, would have voted the But obviously, that's not what's at but play But that's not here. what's at play here at all. Oh, I mean, see, it, that's sucky. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I, yeah. I could play, like, look at my other votes. Look at how I didn't vote for T.J. Watt, and I didn't vote for yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yet. But, I mean, it really is about performance on the field and numbers. And both of those things, by the way. I mean, people talk about... The unquantifiable things that Lamar Jackson does, and the eye test. But the fact is, if you watched Dak Prescott and Josh Allen this year, they also did unquantifiable things and passed the eye test in a way that I don't think Brock Purdy did.
4: I'm so sorry that you're even having to endure any of that, Aaron. I really yeah. am. That's it, that's
3: yeah. the tough. That's the tough accusation. Is that that's you know other stuff is you know, people calling me names is whatever. That's just Twitter. <laughs>
5: Um, but, but like you said, I, I think one of the things here, Gil, too, yeah. is to, to, to point out in, in all of this is that your decision was based off of just. I mean, your own sy- your your own system, DBUA, did not have Lamar Jackson as the best quarterback in the NFL. You go to Pro Football Focus, like you said, which you also took into account, did not have him as the number one. Had Josh Allen as the number one quarterback right. overall graded. If you if you, if you just uh, parse it out by just like passing grade, which we know Lamar brings more to the table than that. But I mean, he was down at the 10th you know, in, in the passing grades yeah. over the course of the season for PFS. So, I mean, again, it wasn't like you like you said, it wasn't just an eye test thing. You looked and it, the, the numbers and stuff that you, the work that you do, the work that you rely on from other guys that you consider to be smart as well, is what actually played into the If it the was decision. just
3: my stats, if it was just mm-hmm. my stats, but other people who did advanced stats mm-hmm. had things differently, I would have definitely reconsidered because I'm not like, oh, everything I do is right. Right, right, right. But it was like everybody's advanced stats all had the same outcome. The order was different, but the outcome was the same, which is that Jackson was third or lower in pretty much everything. Let's leave that. Let's segue to Comeback Player of the Year,
4: uh, which you were very prescient about the whole, you know, now that we have tier voting, um, that we could have an instance. That a person that didn't get the most first place votes in any category, you know, might end up not winning, um, or a person that that didn't end up with most first place votes could win. I should say, yeah. And it ended up happening in the comeback player of the year. Um, what what we found shocking is that your your very interesting comment about if Demar is not number one, he's off the ballot entirely. That didn't happen. Some people actually did vote him second. I or don't voting.
3: understand that at all. If if either you're going for the best comeback, in which case this is the best comeback. Or you're going for the best player, in which case Hamlin should not be on your ballot at all. I don't understand putting him second or third. You were saying to us, to the extent that you're willing to share, that this award con- uh, description might change. There may be. Well, right now there is no description. There may be a description next year that will help guide us in what we're voted for.
4: There won't. They won't add an award, but they'll they'll just
7: make they'll, this more. Defined. They'll make
3: this more defined. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay.
7: Um, just, it, you have to keep that in mind if you're you betting to. on this award yes. every year. Yes. That then it could be
5: a story, it could actually yes. be a performance. Because I mean,
4: right now it's just a
7: catch-all yeah,
5: story. Exactly. Right
3: yeah. now it's yeah. a catch-all where it could be someone who just improved a lot, yeah. but it could be someone coming back from injury. Or and there's no minimum
5: obviously because Flacco played six games. Right, someone coming <laughs> off their couch like Flacco.
3: I mean, he, he came back from he didn't retire, but he basically came back from being retired, right? It could be a lot of different things.
4: Kelly and I just stopped talking about it at one point because we're like, what do we talking about? We don't even know what we're talking about. All right, last thing. I don't know if you know this. Super Bowl 58 is on Sunday. Who's winning this football game?
3: It's so interesting that the odds makers who think more like analytics people like me have San Francisco favored by two. But if you go through this room and you ask everybody who will win, 80% of these people will tell you the Chiefs. Yes. I'm trying to go with the analytics here and feel the 49ers. I'm feeling the 49ers a little bit because their offense has been so efficient this year that even if the Chiefs are back as good as the Chiefs have been in the past, that's not as good as what the 49ers were this year. But I certainly will not be surprised if it goes the other way.
4: Aaron, thank you so much for showing up and being stand-up about it. You always got it. You, we always got your back here.
3: Thanks, man. FTNFantasy.com slash DVOA. My man. All right.
4: Uh, Kelly and I will be back at this time slot, of course, Monday after the game. We'll also be here uh, on v Sunday run-up to the Super Bowl itself. We will talk to you then. Thank you, Mateo. Absolutely. Also as well. Matt Brown, everybody. Good luck with Super Bowl 58. We'll talk to you right before that at v the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.